Good to be in God's house today. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter number 1. In the precious Word of God. Romans chapter number 1. Going to begin reading with verse number 16 and read through 17. Some very familiar verses of Scripture that I hope and pray will touch your heart today. I hope and pray that we can leave here better than which we came. Amen. That is our goal today. And if you're here lost without Christ, our prayer is for you. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Let's stand together for the reverence of the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message this morning. Do thank you for being here. Thank you for your presence. Most of all, I thank God for being here. Amen. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. The Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. If there's one thing I need you to get out of the message today is this. There's power. In the gospel. There's power in the gospel. Let's pray. Father in heaven. God we do count it an honor and a privilege. To be here once again in your presence. God we pray that you would touch. Each and every one that's here. Lord I pray that you would touch the lips of your servant. God I pray that you would give me a special anointing. This morning from the top of the head. To the soles of my feet. And God I pray dear Lord. That you'll help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray that you'll help us, dear God. If one be here lost, I pray you'd save them. And God, if one here has been saved, just grown cold, Lord, may be today me that today will be the day that they draw closer to you. God, I pray that today will be the day that many needs are met around this altar. And God, we'll surely thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross of Calvary. In Jesus' name we do humbly ask and pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. you. may be seated this morning. Paul here is saying that I am not ashamed of the gospel. Sometimes when we're being ashamed, if we're ashamed of the gospel or embarrassed by what God has done in our lives, it may indicate a lack of genuine belief inside of that potential believer. Paul was not ashamed because his message of the gospel was Christ. The good news, if you will, the power of God. It was a message of salvation. It was a a message of life-changing power. And it was for everyone that would come and hear what had to be said. I'm here to tell you that the power of God, the power of the gospel of Christ can change a life. I'm glad that one day that he reached down and picked me up out of the mouth. I reclaim and save my soul from a devil's hell. I'm glad that there's power in the Word of God and power in the Gospel of God. You've been there, Brother Harold. Some of you others have been there in a lost and dying situation. But yet 
God comes along and in the power of the gospel, Jesus Christ, uh, crucified, risen, and coming again, uh, reaches down and touches your heart uh, and arrests you as a sinner. uh, And you have to come to a point in your life to where you accept Him uh, as Lord and Savior. And when we accept Him as Lord and Savior, we become a new creature in Christ. Uh, I thank God that He gives us the opportunity to serve Him. I thank that He I thank Him that He gives us the opportunity uh, to worship Him uh, in truth and in, in spirit today. Uh, why are you saying that, preacher? Well, because uh, there are many today uh, that seem to want to hide their salvation. Uh, they want to put their salvation under a bushel uh, or they want to slide it under the bed. But I'm here to tell you, God gave us a light to shine before men today uh, to where people can see Christ in us uh, and we ought to be the glowingest individuals that is on this earth. Amen. When you're tempted to be ashamed of your Christ, just remember what Christ has done for you. If you focus on God and on what God is doing in the world rather than on your inadequacy, you won't be ashamed or embarrassed. I'll be the first one to tell you, I could never stand in front of people and and speak to you like I am today. I was always a bashful type. I was always the shy type. But when God saved me, something changed. And when God called me to preach, something definitely changed. And it gives me the power to speak to people without the fear of any man that may be present, but the fear of an awesome God that's going to hold me responsible for every word that comes out of my lips. Are you perfect today? No, sir, I'm nowhere near perfect, but I'm here to tell you I can't do anything without Christ today, and neither can you. But if we've got the power of Christ resting upon us through the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can accomplish great things today. Amen. There's power in the gospel. That word power means might. It means energy. It means force and strength that dwells within God. You can't get this power from Duke power. You can't get this power from Broad River Electric, but you can get it from God and God alone today. Amen. He's the only source of this power. That word power there is an awesome word in the Word of God. Paul expresses his assurance in the power of the gospel to accomplish two things today. The first is that the gospel has saving power. Philip used the gospel over in Acts chapter number 8 and verse 27 when that Ethiopian eunuch was on the chariot and he was reading from Isaiah 53. And then the eunuch was there reading and he looked must have looked confused because here comes a Philip and he says, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how am I going to understand unless somebody shows me or somebody tells me what the Scripture's saying? And then he goes into Isaiah 53 and Philip elaborates on that scripture. And then the Ethiopian eunuch wants to be baptized. He says, what must I do to be baptized? I want to be baptized. Well, Philip tells him this. He says, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in baptism. I believe we ought to follow Christ in baptism. I believe we ought to show as a, show the world that we're laying down the old man and we're resurrecting anew. But my friend, you can go down a wet center. You can come up or go down a dry center. You can come up a wet center. But my friend, if you get a true Holy Ghost conversion by the Spirit of God dwelling inside of you, 
then your life will be different. You'll become saved. It isn't the baptism that saves you today, but it is the marvelous grace of God and your faith in God and the power of the gospel to save those which are lost today. Acts chapter 8 and verse 37, Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Christ Jesus is the Son of God. I do too. Amen. Don't you believe He's the Son of God today? Hallelujah. The power of the gospel accomplishes two things. The gospel has saving power, but number two, the gospel has sanctifying power. I believe in sanctification. I believe we ought to grow closer to God each and every day that we live. I think that we should learn more about God each and every day that we live. I believe today we ought to be closer than we were yesterday. I believe tomorrow we ought to be closer than we are today. And my friends, if we'll keep those goals in mind, we can fulfill the Scriptures. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, the Bible says, The just or the righteous person shall live by Faith. I want to live by faith today. Amen. And in the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of understanding and knowing that He is the King of Kings and He is the Lord of Lords and He is the one, my friend, that put me, pulled me out of that miry clay, pulled me out of a devil's hell and put my name on the roll in heaven forever to stand. Praise God. I'm glad that I am forgiven today. Amen. I'm not only saved, but I'm working on the sanctifying part. (laughs) I'm never going to be perfect until I get to be with the Lord Jesus. But I'm here to tell you, I can work toward that each and every day that we live. See, I get confused by a crowd out there that says they're saved and they live like hell itself. I'll be honest with you. Because I don't believe they got what I got. I don't believe they got what some of you got. We talked a little bit about that in Sunday school and and Aaron being some sort of a, a new convert really in our Sunday school class this morning was talking about how they'd come on the work job and they, they're wearing crosses around their neck and they're claiming to be Christians and they're cursing like a sailor. And they, they listen, if, if you can claim to be a Christian, being a Christian means that we're Christ-like. And if we're Christ-like, we ought to be representing Christ. And we ought to be representing the kingdom of heaven. And if we're representing the kingdom of heaven, we'll try to stay on the righteous side of things. That's not saying we're going to be perfect because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But my friend, there's nothing wrong with doing what's right. There's nothing wrong with staying away from the sinful things of this world. As a matter of fact, this world don't have nothing for you today. But the Lord Jesus Christ has everything. If you'll trust in Him, I promise you today, you can't fail with Christ. I'm glad that He's my Lord today. I don't serve a God that's sitting over at the uh, uh, Chinese restaurant. That's sitting up there in His big belly. That statue they call Buddha. I don't worship a dead God. A dead God you can't worship. A dead God can't save you. That's a God that can't hear. It's a God that can't touch your infirmities. That's a God that... Listen, He ain't no God at all. He's an idol. He's an idol. Faith. Faith brings you to that point with sanctification. Faith brings you to that point of growing in your Christian life. You see, weak faith tends to lack endurance. And I, I think about Peter. Peter was not just uh, uh, putting Jesus to the test. 
He was the only one in the boat that reacted in faith. His impulse led him to experience a great demonstration of God's power. Peter started to sink. Why? Because he took his eyes off Jesus. And he focused on the high waves around him. His faith wavered when he realized what he was doing. We may not walk on the water today, but we do walk through some tough situations. We walk through the fires, we walk through the problems, we walk through the storms, we walk through the valleys. And if we focus on the waves, if we focus on the fire of difficult circumstances around us without looking to Jesus for our help, we too will despair and sink. I'm going to trust in the one that's got me thus far. Safe thus far. How How are you going to trust Him? Well, I'm going to trust in His Word. I'm going to trust in this power of the gospel. I'm going to trust that this gospel will take me exactly to where he said it would take me to a place called heaven because this life is short. Many people may live today like they've got an eternity to live. And if you're lost, many lost people do that. They live like they've got forever to live. They live like they've got forever to make a decision for Christ. You don't know he may come today. I'm surprised he didn't come yesterday. He is the God of heaven. He is our Savior today. But number two, we see the power of the gospel. But look at the purpose of the gospel. For it is the power of God and the salvation. That word salvation means safety, preservation, deliverance. It carries the idea of being rescued from all harm and all danger to everyone that believes it. The purpose of the gospel is twofold today. It delivers us from a spiritual death. Romans chapter 6 and 11 says, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Hey, we can be dead to this world, but we can be alive in Christ because we're going to live forever. Amen. When you bring that saint of God into the church house on that last day, on that coronation day, on that burial day, when you see in that coffin is nothing more than a borrowed tomb. It's just there to accompany that soul for a little while and then it departs and that's not left behind to go back to the dust of the ground. But that soul is going to live forever and ever somewhere in eternity. I thank God I made up my mind January 3 of 93 that I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to go to heaven when I die and not to a place called hell. The purpose of the gospel delivers us from that spiritual death. Romans 6, 13, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. How many of you have said, Lord, here I am. I want to be an instrument for you. In other words, you're saying, God... I want you to take me, I want you to break me, and I want you to make me what you'd have me to be. Being an instrument in the hand of Almighty God. 
It delivers us from spiritual death, but it delivers us from spiritual destruction. The Bible says in Matthew seven thirteen, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Philippians three eighteen and 19, For many walk in whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, uh, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is there in their shame uh, who mind earthly things. Uh, folks there's not going to be but one thing that God's going to be looking for when he returns. He's not going to be looking at how good you are. He's not going to be looking at how bad you were. Uh, but thank God he's going to be looking for something in red. Uh, and what I mean I'm not talking about a red suit. Uh, I'm not talking about a red dress. Uh, I'm talking about covered by the precious red blood of the lamb. Uh, he's going to be looking uh, for that one uh, that is saved and covered and washed in the precious blood. Where would we be today without the blood of Christ? I believe we'd be in a devil's hell today. That's where I believe we'd be. We'd be lost and on our way there anyway, right? We need to understand today it's by the Christ, by the shedding of His blood that we can obtain salvation. As we look on into the Scripture, we see the power of the Gospel. We see the purpose of the Gospel. But number three, let me give you the plan of the Gospel. There in Romans 1.16 it says, To everyone that believeth. You see, the Gospel is not for a select few. It's not just for the Jew or the Greek, but it's for the whole world. Amen. The whole world. The Bible tells us in Romans ten thirteen, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. First yeah. John four fifteen says, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. First right. John five one, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. The Bible tells us in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 14 through 18, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whatsoever, whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John chapter 3, some of the most famous verses in the Scripture. There's power in the Gospel. There's purpose in the Gospel. And there is a plan in the Gospel. And the plan of the Gospel is to see that sinners are saved. The plan of the gospel is to see that you have a way to heaven. The plan of the gospel is to see that you've got someone to lean on in your darkest night. Folks, I'm here to tell you, I know valley experiences. You know valley experiences. You've walked through some difficult times. You've walked through some fires. You've walked through some terrible times in your life. And there was only one there that you could lean on. You turned around, you couldn't lean on mama, and you couldn't lean on daddy, you couldn't lean on an uncle or aunt, but you can lean on the everlasting arms of God. Amen. Because He's always there. Yeah. He says, I'll never leave you and nor forsake you. 
The Bible tells us in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. In other words, He's already there preparing a place for you and I. And He is going to come get us one day. And if you go on and read in the Scripture, you see where Thomas there, old doubting Thomas, he said, how are we going to know the way, Lord? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. All I know is today is this. If you're lost, Jesus can save you. If you're not where you need to be with God and you are saved, he, you can get where you need to be. And number three, if you're going through the valleys today, God's there to help you. God's there to take care of it, no matter what it is. I serve a big God today. Amen. I still serve a God that can touch blinded eyes. I still serve a God that can raise the dead. Oh, but preacher, that's just all in the, you know, in the Bible, this, that, and that. Listen, I've seen some stuff. You in this church have seen some stuff of what God can do. There's power in God. There's power in the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, if he can take an old sinner like me and save me and call me to preach, he can take and do something in your life. Oh, but preacher, my family's a wreck and nobody will listen to what I've got to say and and God's the farthest thing from the family. Have you prayed? Have you called upon the God of heaven? Oh, my child is wayward. Have you called upon God to help them and save them? Oh, my child is out in this world and is on drugs and alcohol. Have you called upon the God of heaven to help you? Have you called upon God on their behalf? Oh, preacher, I've got lost loved ones. I'm doing fine. But I've got people in my life that are lost and are undone without Christ. What I need to do? Call upon the one that can help you. I may not can help you today. Your brother or sister in Christ may not be able to help you. But thank God I know one today that can help me uh, uh, that was resurrected from the dead on the third day. Uh, and my friend, he is there to make intercession for you and I. And he can help us in our time of need. Yeah. All we have to do is gather at his feet. Amen. Gather at his feet. Oh, preacher, I'm having health problems. Have you went to the great physician? Wow. Oh, I need saved. Have you went to the Savior? Oh, I need help. Have you called upon the one that can help you? See, our problem is today we call upon everybody else before we call on the one that can help us. (laughs) Every time. Try Jesus. Try Jesus. Josh, get that uh, at Jesus' feet. Get that together. I want to get at Jesus' feet today. I want to be better in 2017 than I was in 2016. And when I'm speaking of better, I'm not saying that boastfully. I'm not saying that uh, trying to lift myself up because I'm here. I'm nothing today. Listen, I can tell you I'm nothing without Christ in my heart and in my life. But I want to be a better servant in 17 than I am in 16. I want to be a better servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to live better than I did In 2016. I want to be a better witness. I want to be a better worshiper. Listen. Many of us have fallen down on our worship. We don't need to fall down on our worship. He is still worthy. He's still worthy.
I want you to stand as Josh comes and gets us this song of invitation. I know that may not be typical, but we don't serve a typical God. (laughs) He is one that is resurrected from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the wonderful God of heaven. If you would please just bow your head and close your eyes this morning as we go to God in prayer. You listen to this gospel preacher if you would. Maybe you're here and you're lost. You need the Savior. I'll be glad myself to personally introduce you to Him. You just walk down the aisle of repentance here and listen, nobody's going to look at you funny and talk about you. Matter of fact, we'll rejoice around you. Maybe you need some help with your salvation. Maybe you're just not sure. Maybe you have doubts. You know, the book of 1 John says you can know that you're saved. You know that you're saved. Maybe you're here, you've been saved, you've just grown cold on God and out of His will. God will help you today to bring you back where you need to be. Maybe you're here walking through one of those deep valleys. There's power in Christ. There's power in the gospel. Maybe you're here, you have a lost loved one. You may have a wayward child. You may have a a lost family member, a mother, a father that needs to be right with God. Have you prayed for them lately? Have you had the opportunity to talk to the great physician to help you with your physical problems? Hey, listen, I, I know the God that we serve today. He can hear all things and answer all things for you and I that are His children. We are His prized possession, His prized creation. And I hope and pray that you know Him today. Father in heaven, God in Jesus' name, Lord, I can't do anything without you. But God, I know today, Lord, that many here may need your help. And God, I pray that you would save that one that may be lost. I pray that you would meet the needs of those that gather around this altar here in just a little bit. Lord, whatever the need may be, I pray that you'd grant it. Save the lost, reclaim that one that may be backslid. Help each and every one through the valley that they're walking through. Touch those that are sick. And Lord, just bless us in Jesus' name as we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.